Let's talk about sex, baby. Hello, Carmen. Hello, Maureen. Today we're going to be talking about sex and things that we would never do again. It's going to be interesting because there's a lot of things I would do again, Maureen. No, you just said that to me and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's a hard one. But I think it's really I had to rack my brains, but we'll come up with a few. <laughs> I think it's just really interesting to to explore. So I've got yeah. a bit of a brainstorm. Um, so shall I go first with one of mine? Yes. yes. So my, um, my first one um, happened when I was about 20 um, outside this bar in, in Mooney Ponds. And I can't remember the name of it, but it was like the, you know, hip and happening place. And um, I've met this, you know, uh, spunky boy and we went back out to his car and we were just, you know, it was a bit of heavy petting going on. Anyway, mm. I must have had my top off. I, I think I still had my bra on. And, you know, we were just, you know, kissing and stuff. And all his mates came out um, <laughs> and looked in the window of the car and then made one of them yelled out a comment about my stomach or it being fat or something. And immediately oh. I'd probably just had, you know, 12 beers. <laughs> so it probably was, you know. Um, but it really, really sticks in my mind. And so what what is this around what I wouldn't do again? Well, I don't think if someone would comment negatively on my body that I would take it on board now the way that I did when I was 20. Mm, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's hard to not let, you know, that, that sort of feedback affect you. But I find that as I've aged, um, it affects me less. Yeah, yeah. And this is a tricky one because I haven't, no one's verbally said anything for a long time. But then sometimes it's not even verbal. It might be, you know, the feeling you get when they avoid a part of your body because you think that they don't like that part. Mm. <laughs> and maybe they aren't a hip man, to be fair. Uh, maybe they're what, sorry? Maybe they're not a hip man, to be fair. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think. What I've, I'm a little bit more at peace with it, and and I don't think I just, you know, never ever again gonna um, make it devastating for me, because they can mm. just fuck off, really. <laughs> so that's, that's well said. Then that's my first one. Um, has anyone ever commented negatively on your body, Carmen? Well, in our pre-chat, like I was trying to think about this, and I don't know. Uh, like I've had people in the non-sexual sense comment negatively about my body and or do you really need to eat that and whatever around, you know, watching my calories. But in terms of the sexual sense, I can't recall a scenario and I don't know if it's because it hasn't happened or if it's because I didn't pay attention to it. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? You know, you hear what you pay attention to. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's deep, Carmen. That's deep. <laughs> I mean, what's another thing you'd never do again in sex? I think I would not go through with stuff that I didn't want to do if I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. So um, I've been in situations where, like, they've been really sexy guys and they're kind and, you know, a nice guy, but it's like this matter of 
oh, we're doing missionary, oh, turn it over and we're going to do doggy and then I want to try for anal, you know, and that sort of stuff where these days I just think, no, no, like unless I'm really into it and, you know, I feel like almost there wasn't full consent on my part. So, um, so yeah. So but give me details. So if someone comes around and wants to, you know, tick all the boxes of all the positions and you're not fully into it, what do you do now? Well, I like I just wouldn't turn over, would I? <laughs> <laughs> You're like starfish. <laughs> yeah, no, and and I take offence at the whole term starfish. Actually, I I love being a starfish. I'm a bit of a I'm a wriggly starfish, and um, I can do a lot of manoeuvring from the bottom. So, um, at the bottom of the pile. So I actually think that starfish, the term starfish, really annoys me. Yeah, okay, that's cool. But moving on to the practical side, because there's people listening in, like, going, but how, how does that work? So, you know, you're being a wriggly starfish and then they go, get on your knees, let's do doggy, and you're not into it. What do you do? Um, I would usually, I'd use the same technique when someone tries to feed you cake um, and you're on a diet. I'd go, oh, I don't really, um, thanks so much for the offer, but I'd really love an apple. <laughs> So instead of going, no, no, I don't want that, I would give them else, something else that's healthier for me <laughs> as, as an option. You give them a counteroffer, do you? Yeah, it's a counteroffer. It's like, you know, um, you know, because I still want to, you know, I'm probably still into it and like them and whatever else and want to make it a fun experience. Um, but, yes, I wouldn't stay the, um, the wriggly starfish. I would, you know, I, I'd, you know, change it up. But if it, in particular, if it was if it was a position that I wasn't feeling, then I you know these days I just you know I don't I don't do it. I just I just maneuver it in a in a different direction. <laughs> I love it. Well, um, my next thing is um, sort of similar uh, the whole along the veins of not doing something if I'm not really into it. So I had this lovely guy that I'd you know been dating for a little bit. He lives whoop whoop. And so he came over and then he stayed the night, like slept over. And I don't know, like I just wasn't feeling it. Like I think that's a very intimate thing to do, um, more intimate than, you know, other intimate things. And um, but like practically, you know, was he re- was I really going to make him drive home and he's a nice guy and whatever. Um, but I found myself so uncomfortable that I ended up sleeping in one of the kids' beds. Wow, wow. So tell me more about your view on someone sleeping over being intimate well I don't know maybe I've got some things going on for me around it but like I think it's almost like the ultimate intimacy like you're unconscious with this person you might snore or fart or whatever I don't know like it's just yeah sounds like yeah like like control yeah yeah lack of control and I don't know, like they're breathing next to you and I don't know, I just sometimes, like I think I have to really like the person to want to sleep next to them. Yeah. Like yeah. really. And and what would you what would you do if the guy wanted to sleep over because he'd driven miles to see you and you weren't feeling it? Well, I think, I mean, it's hard because like in this case he's a nice guy. Like um, 
there's nothing wrong with him. I just didn't want to sleep next to him. So I, I guess there's a few options. One is I could place him beforehand to say that that's not on the cards, that, you know, I'm getting up early for CrossFit. I use CrossFit as an excuse lots when I want to get out of a date. Yeah. Um, and, or, or I could just, instead of trying to sleep next to him for like hours and not succeeding and then eventually moving to the kid's room, I might just be more assertive to go, great, good night, I'm off to the other room. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's good that you've got a few options. Yeah. And, um, and it's, I don't know, I always try and be kind in, in amongst it all. Yes. So say no, but be kind. <laughs> Although some people say no, just fucking say no. Go away. <laughs> I'm always erring on the side of kindness. <laughs> Excellent. What was your um your next thing in sex that you'd never do again? I think it's, you know, you get to that moment, you're hot and heated, and then you're like, okay, you know, time to put a condom on. And they're like, no, like either they don't have a condom or they tell you they've got a vasectomy so they don't need one and they're safe and whatever. And I'm just like, I just like, no, like I've got kids. I can't, I don't want to take those risks. You know, I, I get tested regularly, but it's just not on. Like, no. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's literally not on, is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so uh, one of the things I do is I, I generally take control. Like, so um, I have condoms with me or if it's at my house I've got condoms it's like so I can be a bit more assertive then just to go hey like here it is you stick it on or I'm out of here um, but yeah and and that's one of those hard things because like when you're in the spur of the moment you know sometimes your uh, rational decision making isn't really there uh, so I like to think I wouldn't do it again but you know I'm not a saint Yes, you know, um, depends how hot they are and how hot you are in the moment. (laughs) Do you put it on for them or do you get them to put it on? No, I used to, but, like, I'm so (laughs) uncoordinated at it. It's like I get it wrong and uh, then I put it the other way and then, no, I'm just like they can put it on themselves. Did you ever have any classes in school, you know, to put it on the banana or anything? I can't recall. I can recall some other sex education classes, but... No, like I can put it on. I've put them on before, but I've retired from putting condoms on now. Like okay. I just think they can do it. You know, I can simulate, stimulate them in other ways while they're doing it. Yes. But um, no, I've retired from that. Oh, good on you. Good on you. Sounds like a nice life. You don't want to be doing too much, Carmen. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Um, I think that's a really tricky one, that, that the whole condom thing. Um. And I think for that one, it is a bit of often it's, you know, preparation. Like just always having them if you're a guy is really, really handy because what you don't want is to, you know, arrive in a scenario where she's saying no, which is fair, without a condom, and then you haven't got a condom. Mm, Yeah, good point. That's no fun. (laughs) Um, you, get, you know, moving on from, I'm sorry, on the same theme as saying um, no, um, that's that's one for me that I would, um, I'm never going to do again, is um, I went through this stage when I hadn't had sex for seven years and um, where I just went a bit crazy in the beginning and yeah. so I'd have these, um, talk to these guys for a while and say, you know, guys seem really hot and then he'd come around um and I used to you know answer the door in sexy lingerie and I did it a couple of times and um 
and mostly it was good, but there, there were like one time where it, I just wasn't feeling it for him. Mm. Really hard. Like, what are you? You're there. You've had all this hot and heavy texting or talking on the phone, and you, you know, really hot there. And then you meet them and they kiss you, and and you're not really feeling it. Yeah. And I think I that time that I did go through with it, and then it was like, oh my god, you know, when are you leaving? And I remember mm. him sitting on the bed talking to me. I'm like, oh fuck, can you just please go? Um. You know, and again, not a horrible person, a really beautiful, nice, kind guy he seemed like. But, I, you know, the the chemistry just wasn't there in person than when it was um, online and talking on the phone. So I think that's, in, you know, if that ever happened again where I was in that situation, I think I'm more likely to say no. And in fact, I had yeah. I had a party at the house once, and there was a really cute guy, and um, and yeah, and and I just we're getting into it, and then I'm just like, nah, I'm tired, and this is just not doing it for me, um, because you have to deal with the backlash of it as well. Like then he got really pissed off, um, mm. and that's hard. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, you know, I think for women sometimes it can be an unsafe scenario too. Yeah, yeah. Because this guy, I mean, I don't drink anymore, so I I feel you know really clear headed in my decision making mostly, um, and it's very clear. Whereas when I used to drink, I had decision making that was dodgy, um, and behaviour that was a bit of do- bit dodgy. So these guys mm. who still drink, I mean, he wasn't like blind drunk or anything, but it's you know not someone that I know really well. I've just met a few times. And so it's like you don't know what what you're going to get back when you give the rejection. Yeah. And, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm in my house and, uh, yeah. And the thing is he it wasn't awful. Like he was just, ah, like disappointed and then stormed out and mm. caught a taxi home, which is fine. Um, but, yeah, just it's. It's just that little bit of feeling of unsafe with not knowing the reaction you're going to get from someone when when you say no. I have rejected some guys a few times. Like I had one guy come over and I'm just like, yeah, like straight away I'm just like it's not going to work in my head. Um, and, and I felt safe with this guy but it was more like it's hard to deliver bad news to someone that's going to disappoint them. Like they've come and they're expecting something and, and they're not going to get that. So I think it's a really hard thing to do. But I think not doing it, um, yeah, it's not doing is something I won't do. Yeah. Does that make sense? But I won't, won't do it. Yeah, and it goes both ways. You know, I've had a guy who, you know, wasn't feeling it with me. Um, so I really encourage guys to um, to call it as well. You know, and, yeah. and it's not about... You know, you can say anything if you don't want to be mean. If you're like, oh, look, I'm just not, you know. I, I think I'm just not feeling it is a great thing to say. Yeah. Um, and and that, you know, it should be, it's a two-way street. So I think that, that saying that to someone should be, you know, universally accepted really. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Maureen, I thought of one other thing that um, I'll never do again. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never tell. 
Yeah, I don't know if you have this, but on occasion I've, you know, slept with someone for the first time and then afterwards they turn to you and ask you how many partners you've got. I don't know why that's the time they ask. Um, and so I'm never going to tell anyone how many partners I've had. Yeah, good on you. I've slept with. I mean, partly because I decided to stop counting, so I don't know myself. <laughs> I just decided it's nobody's business because, like, they're going to judge you no matter what number you say. I remember um, the first guy I slept with after I separated from my husband, he asked me and and then I said two and he was so shocked. You should have seen him. He's like, what, including me? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so in that scenario I got judged and, you know, now I'd get judged in, you know, the other way and I'm just like, no, I'm not even having that discussion. Yeah. And, and you sort of wonder, like, what outcome do they want from asking the question? You know what my standard response is now to that question and when was the last time you had sex, which is also another question I don't like. My standard response is, do I look like a woman who'd miss out on anything? Yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that one sounds like you're alluding to that there's been there's been a few and that you're you're owning it and you're proud of it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like uh, rolling it out too. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Hey, when I was younger, I did keep count because um, I had this thing about, you know, um, having sex with people from different countries. Um, oh, yeah. If there was cultural differences and, you know, stuff like that. So I used to have this little book, um, especially when I was traveling. And um, and so, yeah, and then I used to um, I used to write them down and then I used to write comments about the experience. <laughs> when I met you, you had a spreadsheet. Oh yes, yes. That was um, after I hadn't had sex for years and years, and and I yeah I did keep a little bit of a spreadsheet um, <laughs> with comments and everything. And you know what? Um, over fifty five percent of those guys came back. It was just really. Cool. See, so I was really got the ratios and everything. Well, I'm quite interesting, especially during COVID. You know, people I hadn't seen for years. Anyway, um, we're getting off topic, Carmen. <laughs> Okay. Yes, no, the things that I would never do again is um, spend time updating my spreadsheet. I'm a bit over it now. Uh, you know, I saw some patterns and, um, yeah, and that's it. Oh, but there were some patterns. Like I found that European guys really, uh, especially for some parts of Europe, really, um, you know, gay abandon and really appreciated your body and, it was like, it was just really free. Um, I sounds like I need to book a trip to Europe, Maureen. Yeah, I think you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's another thing that I wouldn't do. I, I wouldn't um, count and I, I don't answer the question either of like when's the last time or how many because I just don't see the point. Yeah. I actually looked up some stats when I was writing the book and it, was, mm. it just made me laugh because, you know, there was one stat saying, you know, the average number of partners for a man was 37 and for a woman was, you know, 19. And then the next stat said the average number was 11 and 6. And I'm just like, who freaking knows and who freaking cares? Yes. And don't you love how the men and the women have different numbers even though they're hooking up with each other? I know. It is quite funny, isn't it? My mum used to always say, if the boys are talking about it, there'll be some girls doing it too. (laughs) And so if you're listening, enjoying this podcast, I highly recommend you grab Maureen's book, How to Get Laid on Tinder.com. It's got all sorts of stories in it and tips on how to communicate online, how to 
how to, you know, find great women and have great experiences. Yeah, exactly. And it's not just, I mean, we're talking about sex today. We don't talk about sex the whole time, Carmen, do we? No, (laughs) not all of it. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks for joining us today. Um, We're going to be doing, we've talked today about um, sex, you know, things I'd never do again. Um, And we're going to be doing a podcast soon, which is dating things I'd never do again. So that's going to be juicy. So subscribe so you'll be notified when we um, release the next episode. Bye. Yeah.